Welcome, everybody, uh, back to the Home Health Chronicles, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I've got Lindsay and Fasayo here as guests this week, and we're kind of going to talk about being a parent in home health, pregnancy, and pumping in home health, and also a little bit more on scheduling and tips, and then I'll, as always, finish off with the stories. So I've got Lindsay and Fasayo here. Thank you all for joining me. And I'll kind of hey, let you hey, let you introduce yourselves, and then we'll kind of get started. Okay. Hey, everybody. My name is Fasayo, and I'm half of the Home Health Ambassadors. Um, I've been a home health physical therapist since 2012. I've been a physical therapist since 2011, and I actually segued into home health through travel PT. Um, I am a mother. I have two children. My son is 18 months and my daughter is four. And I was pregnant with both of them while working in home health. Ooh. I pumped full time uh, while working in home health. So I'm excited to get into that topic and talk more with you guys. Hey, everybody. I'm Lindsay. I'm also um, part of the Home Health Ambassadors. I have been a home health physical therapist ever since I graduated school um physical therapy school um in 2010 so going on 14 years i've been in home health um, i got into home health um straight from school uh through a six-month mentoring mentorship program because you know they say um don't go straight into home health right after school but that's a whole other topic but it's definitely possible it's definitely doable i did it with a mentorship program and um no regrets i've been here ever since obviously i love something about it so um that's me i also have two little girls they're three and five that i have been pregnant um and pumping and home health as well so a lot of stories there oh yes i bet um i also yeah. have two two kiddos myself a six and an almost nine-year-old about to be valentine's baby so she's about to turn nine and so i get a lot of questions from people regarding you know being is home health good for if you have kids if you're a parent or i'm pregnant can i do home health how is it what do i look out for and then also how do you pump in home health I mean, I had to do it, thank goodness, only for three months, and it was probably the longest three months. It was also when I was first starting out in home health and was transitioning, and so I was with my preceptor who, oh, wow. at the at, yeah, I know, it was at the time, you know, I was with my preceptor, and she was a go, 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 and I'm like that now, but I was like, I need a, I need a pump, like, I can't, <laughs> like, I'm on a kind of a schedule too, and so being on somebody else's schedule and doing that, it was a complete freaking nightmare. And yeah, so, but I think y'all could probably talk a little bit more about pumping tips and tricks and things you brought and ice packs and all different types of things. But uh, yeah, if we want to go into maybe start with kind of the pregnancy, how did you feel being pregnant in home health and having to, having to stop and pee or being safe in the home or being hot or if you had to be doing PPE while pregnant, I know that's a big one or safety, uh, kind of how did, how did you manage being pregnant doing home health? Okay. So this is the Um, 
starting for me, um, I had a schedule where I actually scheduled my patients by bathroom usage. So I would literally say, okay, I know I can see Miss, I can use Miss Williams' bathroom. She's my first patient. And if I had a patient that I might not have a bathroom near there, I could go to, or I would be in trouble of going, I would literally space them out and I would plan around having to use the bathroom, especially later on in my pregnancy where you got to go, baby's pushing on your bladder, you got to go. So I would be really intentional about making sure I scheduled patients whom I felt comfortable to use their bathroom periodically. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like timed voiding, right? Which we could teach our patients (laughs) is when you're in an environment that would facilitate using the bathroom and you know you're somewhat comfortable there, use it, try to empty your bladder to extend yourself as much as you can. So that was one of my biggest things was I was really, really strategic about how and who I scheduled when and where. So it wasn't about my closest patients the way it is now. I want to see people now. I might travel a little bit farther because of the bathroom specifically while I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, Lindsay, if that ever happened with you. Um, so the bathrooms, yeah, I, I actually did used to see patients closer to my home. So I do remember having the, I had the ability when I was pregnant with my, both of my kids actually to going back home really, if I needed to use the bathroom, not for every single patient, but now I'm further out in DC and that's just not an option. But also, yeah, I don't, I use discretion. I know a lot of people like just a hundred percent use public, uh, bathrooms but I don't have a mind I don't have a problem you know using my discretion and using patients bathrooms and they're when you're pregnant they're very polite they they will even even offer it to you before you ask like do you need a potty a bathroom break whatever <laughs> like I think that's the nicest thing I think that's nicer than offer me a bottle of water like do right. offer me your bathroom you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um yeah and you I, can kind of oh so yeah you can use your discretion on bathrooms of most people are very friendly and don't mind if you use their bathroom at all. Um, yeah. That now there are some homes I would never, ever, ever, ever use the bathroom in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless yeah. it was like an absolute emergency, but, and it would have to be a very bad emergency, but most I just majority are not. They are. Majority majority are nice. And I remember I was in one patient's home and this male doctor was there. And the first thing he said when he walked in was he had no problem. He was like, can I use y'all's bathroom? I got to go. Just like that. Is this a male thing? Because I've had the same thing. I saw that. I was like, well, that didn't seem like rude or anything. So that kind of like, I guess just seeing other people with how they move, how they operate, it gives you more comfort. Like, okay, if I ask to use a bathroom, it's not really like imposing that much on them right so yeah that's how I feel and then also I do have a quick experience I wanted to share with y'all a quick story um speaking of males they do have the luxury of using urinals Mm -hmm. um when I was pregnant I went out I went to Amazon I was like I need a urinal (laughs) (laughs) like I really do I'm gonna try it I looked up a female urinal I purchased it. I put a towel in my car, you know, to prepare myself. I didn't have any tent on my window, unfortunately, what I would, which I would, which would be ideal when you are pregnant or pumping. But anyways, so I used a urinal um, maybe like three times. On the third time, it just got really messy. And I was like, I'm not using this anymore. And it just went in the trash. So that was my experience with female urinals, but I, yeah, did I was going to ask, did it work? It doesn't, it, it seems great in theory, but 
it is so hard being a female and having to do that. It's hard. It's, it's just hard. hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you want to be discreet, and then you also want to, like, not spill not everywhere. Make a mess. <laughs> exactly. So it's, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> so did y'all have any morning sickness and dealing with that in the homes and driving? So I was really lucky where I only had to deal with that a couple times. With my daughter, I really did not have a lot of morning sickness. I was lucky with her. With my son, I had a ton of morning sickness, but it was not in the morning. It was later on in the day. So (laughs) I would be able to go and see my patients and I would come home and start getting sick. So it was more like evening sickness for me. Yeah, I I don't know why they call it morning sickness. (laughs) All day sickness, anytime sickness. (laughs) Yep. Um, I do remember one time I was driving to see a patient and I had the sensation all of a sudden of I'm going to throw up. I had a baggie next to me. And then literally as I went to get the bag, it just stopped and it passed. But that only happened to me like once or twice. And then I don't know. I just felt like I was really lucky. And then I would just come home and be puking my brains out. But not while I was in the patient home. So how about you, Lindsay? Yeah, for me, I remember a lot of naps in my car. (laughs) And this was, um, it was more rural. This was when I wasn't in D.C. So there were more patient driveways and, like, safer places. Like, I literally would close my eyes and and just nap, power nap. Um, And I would keep um, saltines and ginger ale in my car and I had to start taking I was talking to my coworker, and I started to take my prenatal vitamins at night instead of in the morning because for some reason when I took them in the morning um I did experience more morning sickness so I guess at nighttime you know you're sleeping through whatever type of digestive stuff is going on and that did help me a lot with the morning sickness but definitely yeah that just reminded me that reminded me too that I with my son when I was getting so sick and I'm talking about like at one point I was throwing up almost like seven, eight times a day. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to my doctor and she prescribed me two like anti emesis pills and I would be strategic about taking them during the day so I wouldn't experience morning sickness while I was at work. And I think when I would come home, I was like, Okay, I'm I'm home if I have to throw up whatever, but I was definitely on point with I was very compliant with that pill in the morning Um, and I was on two pills and and it definitely helped so if you are pregnant and you haven't been prescribed anything that's something to talk about with your OB um, because it did help a lot with me and some of my friends who were pregnant oh yeah definitely you know why suffer if you Mm -hmm. you know if there's something that can help you and especially if you do because a lot of people we have to work you know and yeah it's That could be, you know, it's 12 weeks, but not always for everybody. It could be longer. It could be shorter. And not everybody can just take six months off of work because you're pregnant. Like you have to, you got to go to work. So finding out what works best for you, if you have to schedule, if it's worse in the mornings, see if you can go in a little bit later. If it's worse in the evening, see if you can go in earlier or get something talking to your doctor, what can help, and then having supplies in your car, right? A, a yep. change of scrubs, uh, barf bags if you need them, saltines, a little yep. peppermint sticks, ginger ale, teas, whatever. Have a whole supply mm-hmm. bag. Because yes. once and the baby... also, you oh. have to think about... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. 
I was just thinking about even like the fact of telling our what when did you all tell your um, directors that you were pregnant? Because, you know, usually the first trimester we keep it to ourselves, mm -hmm. but you're still experiencing morning sickness and moving a little bit slower. So, um, you know, just even thinking about when do you tell when do you tell them so that they will understand, hey, I'm moving a little bit slower. You know, I can't yeah. see as many patients. I told mine I was working in the SNF with both my pregnancy, but I told my direct boss as soon as I found out really. And, mm. and I, I know it's different for everybody with, well, you say at 12 weeks because of, you know, the possibility of a miscarriage goes down, but I, for me personally, I let people know because either way you're going to know if I'm gone or if I'm feeling bad or I yeah. need help with a patient or something that's going on. But I at least told my direct boss so they knew what was going on with me if I needed a break or if I needed to step out or anything. And I think in home health, you could easily tell your director so they would know what's going on with you if for some reason you have to leave in the middle of the day because you're sick, right? And right. They're, you're, they're not just saying, oh, what's going on with this person? Why are they calling out so much? Or your patient's not being seen, letting them know. They can't tell your coworkers, not telling your friends or your families, right? But so someone knows what's going on with you. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mine is interesting because for my first pregnancy, I was working with home health, but I was a travel PT. And I remember mm -hmm. I wanted them to renew my contract till like right before I gave birth. So I was strategic where I didn't tell anybody, but also with my first pregnancy, I wasn't sick. I really didn't show until like the last two to three months of my pregnancy. Um, and I told them like at the last possible second, and I think it was after I had my contract signed, and I was like, okay, by the way, I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah, y'all not gonna cut my contract because exactly. I'm pregnant. So yeah. that was that. With my son, I told them earlier. Number one, just like you said, um, I was sick, so I needed that buffer. And by that time, I was a full time employee. They knew me. I started to show physically sooner. So I think I told them probably. Oh, I know what it was. And I feel like I'm all over. We, it was during the COVID time. No. So I do remember that they wanted us to get our COVID boosters by a certain day. But my doctor wanted me to get my COVID booster. I don't know if it was like I was in the second time. It was a strategic time when it was recommended to get it. Um, so I wanted to delay that. So they were like, well, why are you trying to, so it was a whole thing. And I was like, it's because I'm pregnant. That's why I want to get it mm. at this specific time. So that's how I ended up uh, telling them the second mm. time. Yeah. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Stuff. But, okay. So I think it kind of covers for pregnancy. So now pumping, we'll kind of move through pumping in home health. I only had, like I said, I only had to do it for three months. I would bring, um, I think I used the Medela pump and I bought extra supplies so I wouldn't have to clean my supplies when I was in the car and I could just use another extra pair and planning my patients around the times that I had to pump. I think I only had to pump twice during the day and so I only had to bring one other supply or something like that but it is. Yeah, I, I yeah. give props to anybody that has to do it. That's one of the worst things to do. So do you yeah, have tips yeah. or tricks that, that y'all did to make it a little bit easier? 
Yeah, um, for me, I had two actually dedicated car pumps. So I had my pump that was in my house and I would use, and then I had a pump that just stayed in my car. One was an electric pump. Um, and just like you said, I would order Amazon spare parts. So mm-hmm. I would always have spare pot parts in my um, car so I didn't have to deal with washing. Medela does have these wipes. Yeah, um, I had that those. Are like, you know, so I I have that, but definitely having extra parts and an extra car pump. And the biggest thing that sometimes I noticed would, I had a, a manual pump um, because sometimes it's like, you don't want to pump or you don't necessarily need to pump, but you're so engorged that you just need to relieve yourself. Yes. So for me, I would use that manual pump. And sometimes that would, I'd be in so much pain seeing a patient like feeling like my boobs are just rocks and (laughs) I wouldn't have time to pump, but I'm just going to, you know, use the manual pump for a couple minutes to relieve myself. And then I can go about my day when I'm actually ready to like, you know, set up pump and store the milk. Right. Um, But it's just about preparation and planning ahead, especially with the storage, because you need your cooler, you need your ice packs, you need the bottles and everything. So you really have to plan ahead that's my biggest advice is is plan so that you can think about what where when why and how yeah I agree I did have extra parts as well and I went to a um a lactation consultant um you know to help with my whole breastfeeding journey and they gave me the tips I told them a whole situation I'm going to work working from my car and so they said to order the extra pumps and um also the wipes so I had that whole setup and the um, the ice pack and also being, it's a lot of hand washing. Like you always, you always want to wash your hands. Like you become OCD when you're, when you're pumping, mm-hmm. like thinking about the last thing you touched and is it okay to pump now? Like I was in my head so much. Like what was the last thing I touched? Can I, can I eat lunch or should I pump? Like it's, it's just a lot to, to think about. And I think I did pump twice or maybe three times a lot of pumping and driving which sounded crazy to me at first when my friends told me about it but then when I did it I was like oh this is just normal I'm just riding around yeah I would do it (laughs) while in between drives and you're like okay I'm I'm, I'm kind of happy for my 15 to 30 minute drive now because if it's a quick drive actually like the ideal time to pump Mm -hmm. yeah behind the wheel yeah so um yeah, I did that, and it it wasn't easy, but you kind of feel like a superhuman because it's like you're doing the everything. Most meaningful thing you're doing, mm-hmm. yeah, you really are. And then you get home, you gotta wipe, you know, you gotta keep cleaning from there. Um, so I did it for nine months for both of my kids, and it's something very memorable, but yeah, not, mm-hmm. not easy. It's, yeah. it's not easy. I had, I had to do it when yeah. I was in the sniff for both of mine and they put me in the copy machine room and people would get mad at me for being in there because they had to make a copy or they put me in the uh. salon, which was like kind of nasty, but, wow. and I would get, you know, my productivity looked at and wow, well, I have, and I was a quick pumper. I had everything set mm-hmm. up. I was maybe 15 minutes in and out done wow. yeah mm-hmm. very quick but very lucky for that and but it was god it was just a pain it, it was yeah, I almost it wanted was. to burn my pumps <laughs> but I had a I had a designated mm-hmm. a designated work pump and a designated one by my bed I had two also mm-hmm. I think that's something really important 
to have two if you Absolutely. if you can get two and then having extra parts and then if you have a significant other husband or a partner they're on pump part cleaning duty because mine would I'd give them all the bottles <laughs> you'd have to wash it and put it on our little tree and our little grass mat thing you have mm-hmm. to dry them all because mm-hmm. I did all that work yeah. you gotta do someone else gotta do something Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But I do have, but, um, I know I have a post somewhere pinned on my page about pumping and home health that has a bunch of stories and tips and tricks and different bottles and ice chests and coolers that, that you can get. So, but having a good ice chest or storage device and a good ice pack, especially if it's summer, that, yeah. that stuff's yep. like liquid gold. So, Mm-hmm. I want to protect it. And then having that little bra that you put on, having to put that bra on. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep, absolutely. <laughs> they that should was make, also, yeah. Do they make pumping scrub tops? <laughs> you know, they don't, but it's so funny because this is something, especially when I was pumping, I'm no longer pumping anymore, thank God. Yeah. But um, I was literally wanting to look about like how to go about doing that because I was like if you can do that that eliminates half of the battle like I have to go into my patient's house or I'm in my car slouched in a corner yeah uh, like trying to they've got a bra on I don't think they I mean they do have some that are like zip scrubs so you know Uh you can use it but it's not called a pumping scrub um but yeah, I think that's something that that definitely you know is needed. Um, yeah, and who better than you know us who have done it? You know, so no, we should we should invent it if it's not yeah. out there. And someone will probably DM yeah, me after talk. this episode of where it is. But <laughs> that would that yeah. would be helpful. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can kind of move to being parents in home health. Um, the pros and cons, I know for me, it's very flexible. I start a little bit later. I usually, being a PT, I don't have to, my visits are weighted very heavily documenting-wise, so I can do a lot of my work at home versus the amount of patients I have to see during the day. So I can pick up my kids at 4 o'clock, and I can go to a random performance that they have at 1030 Sometimes, you know, if if I'm in the area, but I can build my schedule around that to be able to attend some of these things for the most part. Um, sometimes I can't because, you know, you've got a completely full day and my territory is 30 minutes from my house and their school. But it can be very flexible that you can do that or go to a doctor's appointment or I can work a much longer day one day and have a shorter day the next based on my own doing because I need to take the kids to the doctor. I need to go to, you know, it's always like 10 o'clock, these random school things or parties or one, one o'clock, <laughs> the worst part of the day. But then on the other end, I am home and I'm on my tablet and I'm documenting and it's, you know, watch me do this or come play with me or can we do this? I'm like, no, I'm still working. Uh Like just because I got home, just because I got home at three o'clock doesn't mean I'm not working. I'm still working, you know? Uh So I don't know if you'll have challenges or what's kind of the best part 
versus the worst, I guess, with having kids and having to do home health? Um, I mean, I think you nailed it. Flexibility, uh, especially, you know, for us, like, you know, I still have pretty, really young children. So in the beginning, Mm -hmm. you're going to the doctor's office all the time. Um, So just the fact that I can make an appointment and then go to work. um, And even with my patients, I do find that if like daycare is calling, they're pretty easygoing when I say, oh, my son is not feeling well, I have to reschedule. I feel like patients are very, very flexible when they know you have children. Um, So it's interesting. But yeah, the flexibility for me is top notch. Like that's why even if I wanted to leave home health, I just don't think that while my kids are this young, um, it would even be feasible for me because of that flexibility with the kids um and boundaries just like you said um mine have no idea about like they look at my tablet and think I'm like playing a game or they're probably trying to you know take the tablet um so you know the fact that they don't know but other than that like I really think home health is actually ideal for parents I think so Um, too yeah like if my kid is not feeling well I can call all my patients and say you know what, I'm sorry, I'm going to just reschedule because I just want to be home with my baby. As opposed to, like, if I was a, a sniff, I, I need to, like, request or, you know, do with, like, it's just different. I can reschedule those patients, see them, have a long day the next day, and still feel like I'm being a good mom. So Right. And I'm not telling my manager any of this, right? Mm. I'm not reporting yep. to anybody. I took a, I am working nine to two because I want to go to a two o'clock thing or I've got a three o'clock appointment or a two o'clock appointment I'm just working a longer day the next day if I was at a SNF or hospital or outpatient where you have barely set hours I've got to tell my boss or somebody hey I've got to leave for an appointment I'm gonna work you know this amount or this amount and they have to approve it or they make you use PTO I'm like I can go in a little I could go in at 11 o'clock and still work a full day if I have to get exactly. to a nine o'clock appointment and I'm not telling yep. anybody and they don't care exactly. because I'm getting my work exactly. done. I'm in charge of my schedule. And I think that's, that's very nice to just be able to kind of do what you want in a sense <laughs> without, yeah. as long as you're, you know, not abusing. I mean, obviously you're still yeah. working yeah. and yes, the next day I'm working 10 hours and it sucks, but I'm mm-hmm. choosing to do that. Technically, I could take PTO if I wanted to, but I'd rather save that for for something else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you write down your your baby's schedule, your baby's appointments and you schedule around your patients around that. You know, you prepare yourself for that without having to use your PTO. And um, I remember for me when they were when they were really little, like they would get sick and then I would get sick a lot. You know, daycare is just germ central. Right. So they would bring germs home and then I would get sick and I would just call out. I mean, I call out, I make a, I'll make it up later or else the patients would understand and I'll see them next week. And I don't know how that would work in a hospital. I mean, a hospital here, you have to take off like months in advance and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's just the, the flexibility of it all is, is 
top tier for parents. Um, For me, when I bring my paperwork home, there's no, when I walk in that door, there's no paperwork getting done because they're just literally crawling on my head. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to get done. And I don't want them touching that tablet at all whatsoever. So I just put it away till they're asleep. And the reality of that is I am up till midnight doing paperwork, um, unfortunately, but yeah, because I can't do it until they're asleep. So I try I try to do it before they um, get home. My husband usually picks them up from daycare, and they'll get home at like 6.15, 6.20 or something. So I'll try to do as much paperwork as I can and call my patients before then because there's no calling my patients around them either because they're in the background. So Yeah, um, sometimes just, I tell you, them, you I'm like, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize yeah, if you hear screaming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, you'll figure out how to, like, manage your day around them, but, yeah, I I can't do any work um, with them unless they, unless I give them an iPad or something, which I really try not to do, but sometimes you do have to do that. If you want to get stuff done, like, you do have to give them an iPad so that you can get your work done, you know? Oh, yeah. Both are mine are on their iPad right now while I'm upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm doing this. So when my son can use, because he's young, the iPad doesn't really do anything for him. Like, yes. so my daughter, yeah. I can give the iPad and she'll be quiet for yeah. an hour. My son is like throwing the iPad and still trying to jump on <laughs> So I'm looking forward to when he's a little older. And, and yeah, do it that, does but... get, it does get better with being able to document <laughs> when they're, when they're a little bit older really and good. not as needy. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but I mean, all in all, I think home health is wonderful, like, for parents, for young parents. Um, I feel like the harder part is probably the pumping and the pregnancy part. But once you, once you're actually, once the babies are out, like, I feel like it's more, more conducive. I agree. Um, and One just, thing I want to talk about on that, but go ahead. Yeah, last thing I wanted to backtrack because I forgot to say this. When you're pregnant in home health, one thing I highly, highly, highly recommend is a buddy or somebody who, if you go to do an evaluation and you're seeing that this person is max assist or this person is going to require more than you can safely give. And I'm really grateful that, especially for my first pregnancy, one of my friends, any patient I would see, he was like, Vasayo, if they're heavy, just tell her to put them on my schedule. Literally every single patient that I felt like I don't want to overexert myself, I would do the evaluation. I would hold, you know, whatever it is I'm supposed to be doing that was too much, and I would have them transfer it. So if you have somebody like a buddy system, or if you have a, a coworker, and this is where it's important to talk to your coworkers and know, but people are usually really accommodating and just have somebody that you can pass those patients off to because you gotta, you gotta protect yourself and the pregnancy first. Yeah. So. It's not worth it. Mm-mm. Yeah. And patients are patients. I mean, they're, they're, they have been really, um, you know, considerate of you when you're pregnant. A lot of people ask like, oh, how are Maxis's transfers when you're pregnant? Patients are so considerate. They see you in there and you're pregnant. They're not going to want you to lift up anything for, you know, well, have you 95% ever- of the time. And I did, and I know it is, um, you want to be, do the best PT, be the best PT. But I ended up going to my doctor and getting a note to protect myself. And the note said, no, don't, um, no holding your breath. So no, having to deal with patients where you have to like hold your breath and lift something and and no heavy lifting or something like that it said and I gave that to my director so that did 
support me if I needed to pass some other people on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I wanted to yeah. touch on that. And also, Fasayo was talking about how home health is ideal for parents, like once the baby is here. And I agree because even the ability in between visits to get on your phone, check in on daycare. My daycare sends um, pictures throughout the day, which I love. So I can check on them every 35, 45 minutes. You know, if I have to call a doctor about them, if I have to call the daycare, I can do that in between my visits versus if you were in another setting and you can't get, you know, to your phone between every single patient. So I really love that about home health as well. You yeah, get a time to true. like debrief and be to yourself and do what you have to do. Yeah, yeah. yep, absolutely. Yep. And then I'll touch on one thing too before we wrap this part up is in home health with the Maxisys patients, there aren't that many, right? Versus that's true. Versus you know, like a sniff or I think an inpatient yeah. rehab is. Yep. I don't do much heavy lifting. I will definitely get a patient or two, um, especially if they're coming straight from the hospital to home that are a little bit more extensive, but they're usually, if they are that there's another person in the home that's helping because they have to. Mm-hmm. Right. So that usually helps, but most people are, you know, I would probably say like 90% are not a Maxis's transfer. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah, Maybe very even easy. less, but that I think is really good in the setting is you're not lifting as much as you would in mm-hmm. some of the other settings. Yeah. yeah. At least for, for sure. me. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So yeah, I think, do. so Zach and I uh, touched a little bit about last week for scheduling tips. So in the more scheduling tips, the better. Uh, it's one of the worst it is the worst thing about home health, I think, one hundred percent, and no one will is, ever change. No one will ever change my <laughs> mind. But do you have any tips that or tricks that you guys use for scheduling patients? Yeah, um, I mean, I know you guys probably went into you know offering a patient window, um, but that seems to be something that a lot of people in home health, especially newer to home health, struggle with. Is kind of I feel like we almost have a fear of rejection, right? It's like, I don't want to ask because it seems too egregious or it seems like outlandish. But sometimes like my biggest thing with scheduling is go for the ask. The worst they can do is say no. If you want to see somebody early, but you're, you know, and I'm right by your house at eight o'clock, that would be convenient for me. So I'm 10 times out of 10 times going to ask. Um, And the worst you can do is say no. Best is they say yes, and your day is completely better. Um, Sticking to the patient windows, um, especially if you are in, you know, an area that there's unpredictable traffic. In D.C., traffic can be crazy. We could be two miles away, but it can take you 40 minutes to drive two miles sometimes. It's constant construction. So it's, it's, it's very easy for 30 minutes to turn into an hour. So that's why we always preach the windows, um, you know, and then the, the biggest thing is just being organized. 
using some type of planner. This is a little, you know, shameless plug, but no, go we for usually, it. We, ab- we absolutely use our planners. It makes me so much organized. And just a little bit of a fun fact, Lindsay was always a planner girl. I was not a planner girl. I was somebody who was just calling patients, giving them windows and like hoping I would remember the next day <laughs> and sometimes mixing them up in my head. So when she introduced me to the whole planner life, Like, it's crazy because now I'm writing everything down, the windows, I know what I'm saying, and I'm so much more organized. And to even catch, you know, sometimes you have to double check even on your paychecks. One time they forgot to pay me for something I did, but I had written it down in the planner. And I never would have caught that when we're paid two weeks after that pay period. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I just feel like staying organized if you use some type of... um, you know, app, but just being consistent with scheduling and organization is going to make your life so much easier in home health. So those are kind of my tips. What about you, Lindsay? I agree. Yes, I have been using the planner. Um, it just, it, it just really helps me to, um, have that to back myself up on, um, even for, cause sometimes you get patients or I've gotten patients that be like, no, you said this time. And I'm like, did I? Am I going? Am I crazy? Am I forgetful? Whatever. And then I'll check my planner and I'll be like, No, I, I really did say this time, you know. So you have that to back yourself up. Um, but it really does keep me organized and on track. Um, definitely writing things down. And also, um, like I said, I do try to call my patients before I get home because um, sometimes you call patients, the numbers are wrong. Um, you know, they don't answer, they say no. So you need to call the office back and, you know, get someone else to, re- to another patient to replace that or whatever, make changes to your schedule. So trying to call them, don't call them at the last minute. Um, also, what other tips do I have? Um, I can't think of any more specific tips right now, but yeah, just, just not wait until the last minute to, to do things. Yes. As far as the planning, what am I missing? I think, I think that, we covered yeah, most the it. big one. Yeah. So and the windows. Oh, the windows. Don't go in. Also, mindset. Like, don't go into it thinking that you're being offensive by asking them to by asking to see them between twelve and two. That's not offensive. It's it's the it's the way that we operate in home health, and um, medical doctors do that. I had a patient who was completely homebound, you know, non-ambulatory, and she had a patient coming, and the doctor told her they would be they would be there between twelve and four, and in my head I'm like, wow, twelve and four, like they can just show up whenever. Right. And if I have pay- so, I'm like, well, doctors are doing that, so hesitant with that window, right? My plan is 12 to 2, but but I will call you when I'm on the way. And that usually, like, with yes. it. Yes, yes. And that yep. usually kind of smooths things over. Like, yes, it's a bigger window, but I can give you a heads up when I'm on the way. So, you know. Yeah, so, you're exactly. not just waiting at 1130 or 1140 thinking, oh, I need to be ready at 12 up until 2 o'clock. Just know I'm coming between that time, and I'll give you a 15 to 20 minute heads up so you know okay here I'm coming now you can start getting ready or preparing for my visit or what you know (laughs) what's sitting there whatever you're doing but that usually can kind of smooth things over too for someone that's a little bit could give you a little bit pushback on the window being larger 
Yeah, so. and you set that tone from the beginning when you first schedule them so they'll know that's how you do things. Yeah. That's what to expect. Right. And um, it's nothing like offensive about that. You just kindly ask them and you can set down like two hour windows and go down to a one hour window, you know, do it that way. But right. it's definitely takes the pressure off of yourself because anything can happen. You just may need a bathroom break or a snack or something. You don't want to just put so much pressure on yourself. Right. To be there at an exact time. So, yeah. And so y'all have yeah. a, you both created a specific home health planner so that will be either tagged or linked on my Instagram and on y'all's Instagram, which is Ambassador Pro. And I think it's, if you can spell that. It's, it's, yeah, it's, our it's, Insta- yeah, our Instagram is Home Health Ambassadors, um, but we are under the Ambassador Pro is our brand. So yeah. yeah, Home Health Ambassadors, but we'll definitely tag on this post. Perfect. And you're on Amazon yeah, now, created- which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, we're on Amazon. There's a coupon on Amazon. And like Fasayo said, I had been using planners for years. And I just, we were talking about entrepreneurial side hustles and um, the planner came up. So I was like, we can, you know, let's make one for ourselves that are catered directly to home health professionals. And that's how that came about. So we love it. Awesome. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the home health stories or home health horrors. Um, or trench tales from the streets, we'll see. But I've got one sent in from somebody, and it's a pregnancy story, so it kind of fits in with the theme. So she says she works in early intervention pediatrics. I was 32 weeks pregnant in the middle of a hot southern summer. Patient's house was an old home, contractor grade, everything. I walked into the powder room to wash my hands, kitchen sink full of dishes at the end of the session before leaving. Normally, I leave the door open, but I wasn't thinking and close the door behind me. As soon as it closes, I hear the lock click. I'm turning the knob, spinning the lock, pushing on the door. Nothing. Nothing is working. I'm stuck. I shout for the mom, and she tries everything on her side to no avail. This powder room is under the stairs. No window. No escape. I'm trying to stay professional, but panic starts to set in after a few minutes, and I start hyperventilating and cursing. We call our husbands. Nothing. Call our dads. Nothing. Mom runs to the garage and grabs a toolbox and starts hacking at the doorknob until it falls off, but it's still locked. I finally call my father-in-law, who answered and coaches the mom through speakerphone how to remove the door from the hinges. I barreled out, grasping, gasping for air and sweaty. Mom was also a sweaty mess. Mom and I were equally embarrassed. Then I had to call my next patient and explain why I was 45 minutes late then relive the tale two times over, telling my husband and dad who finally called me back. Before this, I had a hard time connecting with mom, but oddly enough, this took care of that. Been six months, and we still joke about it every week. Never found out what happened to the lock, but the door was replaced the next week. <laughs> it's like, man, I would have the same panic attack as well if I got locked in a bathroom with no windows and no no air and yeah yeah (laughs) and um the crazy the crazy thing about that story too is i'm just thinking like thank god for her it was a peds patient with because if it's one of our patients who may have been you know not ambulatory or able to even take the door down like who knows how long you you know she would have been in there i just call like 911 (laughs) (laughs) you need to break down this door someone needs to come get me right now Mm -hmm. that's crazy um yeah, I mean, that's that's crazy. And 
actually, when I have used patients' bathrooms or, or uh, wash my hands and the door doesn't, like, automatically unlock, I, that is my first thought. Like, oh, my God, I hope I'm not stuck. Because, yeah. you know, if it doesn't automatically, like, oh, they have, like, these weird locks sometimes or, like, these weird doors that don't always open right away. And that mm-hmm. I have thought that in my head before. Like, oh, my God, I hope, hope I don't get stuck. Yeah, so I definitely yeah. won't be closing any doors from uh, this point forward. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, y'all got got a story for us? Who wants to go first? Yeah, What's sure. Okay, yeah, I'll go first. I have another home health pregnancy story. This is actually from one of my good friends from when I was doing home health in Chicago that I met. And she was pregnant. She was probably in her second trimester or so. And I can relate because I've gone to a patient pregnant before and experienced lightheadedness or dizziness where I've had to sit down. So basically... The same situation happened with my friend. She felt like she really needed to sit down. Only thing is that the patient she was seeing had a known and documented case of bed bugs. Oh. So this is where the story gets crazy because she knew it, but she felt like she was going to lose her balance, pass out. She didn't want to fall on her stomach. So she laid her barrier pads. She tried to do what she could and she sat down. And then she said, after a few minutes with some deep breathing, the feeling passed. She was super careful about disposing it, getting out of there, but she still ended up bringing bed bugs home. And it was, it was just a mess. It took a long time to get rid of them. Her company did reimburse her for the treatments and, you know, all the fees associated with the extermination. But like, what a freaking crazy story. And I could relate so bad because I've had a situation where I had to stop my session and sit down when I was pregnant. So that was kind of a horror home health story. Oh man. I think I would refuse, I think to go. I yeah, think I would. Yeah. Into a known, a known case. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I think like I've I've heard different things like different agencies have said if the patient is getting treatment or, you know, you, that you still need to go and do your due diligence. But I think that that's one where I have to sit it out and be like, nah, can't do it. Can't do it. Right. So, but yeah, that was crazy. It That'll be a while. whole other topic um, on a podcast regarding kind of home health policies. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, and also bringing that stool. I think um, you did post that stool as well, but having that collapsible stool to bring around, I love that thing. Like, I mm-hmm. don't, I'm like a chair snob now. Like, I don't sit on anybody's chairs anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I love to have that collapsible stool as an option. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thank y'all for joining me for this episode and discussing all things kind of parenting, pregnancy, pumping and stories. And (laughs) I really appreciate it. And I'll uh, check out, you can always DM me on home health chronicles on Instagram or y'all are home health ambassadors um, on Instagram as well. So thanks everybody for listening and we'll tune in next week. Thanks for having us. Thank you everybody. Thanks for having us. We enjoyed this. Yeah, good. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.